Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. The following wrestling broadcast is being performed by highly trained professional athletes. It is not recommended that their actions be imitated in any form whatsoever in the home. This is the LAW Retro Wrestling Show with your host, wrestling's only mass cowboy, the Maverick, and wrestling's original superhero, Super Cody. It's Friday night. It's 9 o'clock, so that means it must be Liberty All-Star Wrestling's LAW Retro Wrestling Radio number 12 here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. I am your host, the Maverick. Howdy, folks. And I am joined by... Super Cody. You did it wrong. If if you're going to mimic the goofy voice on the thing, you got to do it right. He drug Cody on. I wanted to add a cha-cha-cha to it. There's no cha-cha-cha. It's not happy birthday. Darn it. Thank you for tuning in here on Retro Wrestling Radio. Tonight we are going to, of course, talk about Liberty All-Star Wrestling's big event coming up. Have a... Wait, are we? Are we what? Are we going to have a, a, a call in? We were threatened with a call in from your opponent and one half or one third or one quarter of the LAW tag champions, the Prime Minister of Wrestling himself, Wyndham James Winthorpe the third. Yeah, I heard they had been petitioning the offices to get a call in, and every time they call in, the ratings drop down to to lower than Trump's popularity numbers. I, I, well, I was just hoping that they put a block on it. Apparently, he is citing that you are getting unfair airtime, and that he demands equal or more prominent airtime as he is the champion. I'm sorry, what? Chompion. That's the way he says it. Is it now? All right. Yeah, I was. I believe that. I don't. I don't know what a champion is, but it sounds like something mm. uh, Sal the Pug would like because it has chomp in it. You can champion this all day long. <laughs> He's gonna champion his chompy. So if we're unlucky, Third. Wyndham James Winthorpe the Third is going to curse the show once again. And a little later on, we're going to talk about the greatest wrestling announcers of all time, a topic we haven't covered yet. Interesting. Every time I think we've covered it all. And you know what? I I, I was – in doing research for this, one thing I found is a a great announcer can make a show even – a great show even better or can make a great show 
horrible. If if you disagree with the opposite route. I actually have a prime example. (laughs) And I do have a prime example of one of the greatest shows ever being just made unwatchable because of an announcer. Okay. Well, there you go. His, his, uh, we'll be checking that out a little later on in the program. He did research, folks. We will mark that on the calendar as well. So, but first, let's get to the reason why we're here, and that is to plug Liberty All-Star Wrestling's next big event, Homecoming, on Saturday, April 1st with a 6.30 bell time at the Briarcliff Fire Company, number 75. Street address is 767 Beach Avenue, Glen Olden, PA. All tickets are just $12 and will benefit the Briarcliff Fire Company number 75. We're getting there, man. We're close. And might I add, it's a wonderful, wonderful building for to become the new home of Liberty Wrestling. That is the hope. That is the hope. Hopefully first of many shows. They're already in discussion about a return date. Should the event be a huge success, as the Liberty folks are hoping it is, the homecoming Liberty All-Star Wrestling returns to Delaware County. And as always, it's a a family-friendly and family-interactive event. The kids get to come out and have a good time. They get to meet all the, the heroes and stars of Liberty All-Star Wrestling have their pictures taken with them, autographs. There's prizes and games. It's like a good old-fashioned uh, family night out. Absolutely. It's a great show. These guys come out. We come out to the ring, and we, we do our thing. And it's a family-friendly environment. There's a lot of great opportunities to get out and meet the wrestlers, something you can't do when you go to the big shows uh, most of the time. Uh, you get to get out there and meet the wrestlers, get close to the ring. I, I mean, how close do you get to the action? You're right there. And, and uh, just a lot of fun stuff, like you said, intermission show for the kids, autographs, free autographs with the wrestlers, a uh, chance to buy merchandise and food and just have a great night out with the family. And that's April 1st in Briarcliff. Things are moving right along. And that night, you'll be able to see for the Liberty All-Star Wrestling Championship, our current champion, John the Creature Cannon, will be defending his Liberty All-Star Wrestling Championship against the Liberty All-Star Wrestling legend himself and East Coast professional wrestling legend, Jimmy Gennetti. Now, we're getting, getting closer. We've had some interesting words from uh, John Cannon, but we haven't heard much from the legend himself. Do you think that's a strategic plan, or you know, is there a reason he's undercover? What do you think? Maybe he's trying to play the mind games with the master of the mind games. Because uh, if you follow Liberty All-Star Wrestling on Facebook, John Cannon sent a very disturbing video to the offices speaking of his opponent and speaking of LAW Homecoming. And boy, it, it sent shells up your spine. Right, like I said, we've heard from the champ. Uh, we've had a, a promo recently just sent up. We had a promo right after he won the belt, and um, but nothing. And you think he might be flying under the radar on purpose? I think so. I think he's doing that maybe to get into the head because, you know, 
the initial reaction of everyone would be to, you know, try and go, go after Mr. Cannon. And, you know, like I said, he is the master of the mind game. So maybe someone's figured figured out a way around his, uh, you know, sequestering himself oh. until the show itself. Interesting. I very much do not engage uh, and try to psych him out. They kind of plan. It could be. It could be the case. But who knows? It's going to be a heck of a championship match for sure. Um, as we know, and we've mentioned in the past, you know, John Cannon's been running with Mr. Jester, and he was also mentioned in that promo. That's a scary group, uh, grouping, as it is right now with the two men. And uh, Jimmy Gennetti's going to have to be on his A game. Well, how important is this match in the career of Jimmy Gennetti? You know what? I, I I think it has a lot more importance than even Gennetti realizes. You know, he, he's been around for such a long time, and this could be very well be his last shot, you know, at the gold, at the one last, you know, one last time for the sun to rise. Yeah, I mean, these, these shots don't come few and far between. I've been with Liberty All-Star Wrestling since the beginning, what we've mentioned before, the second show. And I have had one chance at the Liberty All-Star Wrestling Championships. They don't just hand those things out. Jimmy Gennetti, the first Liberty All-Star Wrestling Champion, he actually was the champion that I had a title shot against. You know, so they're not just up for grabs where every week someone gets one. These are these are coveted, and Gennetti's been around a long time. And you know, you, you start to think, you know, is this it? Is this my last shot at the gold? There's a lot of young, hungry lions waiting in the wings, and if he can't break through on his promise and become the new champion, will he get another shot? Exactly, will he? You know, and, and, and maybe, you know, maybe this, this is Gennetti's last hurrah. You know, he, he, he's made a name for himself. Wouldn't it be nice for him to go out on top with the Liberty All-Star Wrestling title? Well, I, I don't know that he's mentioned, you know, retirement in any of his speeches. My thought was just, you know, it, it's been a long time. It's been a long career. Uh, and, you know, I don't know how much longer he's got, but... You know, that's uh, going out on top. Everybody would like to go out on top. Um, but I don't know that he wouldn't be interested in a long title reign either. He may want to see how no, long he can hold up with these young bucks. And at the rate Liberty's going, they keep coming in in droves. And, you know, each day Liberty is talking to new, young, and upcoming talent. And as well as established veterans wanting to make their return. And on the other side of things, take a look at John Cannon, newly crowned champion. He's got to defend against a man who is essentially synonymous with Liberty All-Star. He's a two-time Liberty champion. He's the very first Liberty champion. He's a two-time LAW tag champion. You know, that's a lot of pressure to overcome in your very first title defense to have all that history coming at you. Yes, you're you're 100% right. Um, I mean, it's not like... Hey, <laughs> I'm taking on, you know, a Johnny come lately or, you know, something like that. You're literally going in there with history. 
and a man who's been in there with some of the greats, not only in LAW, but in the, you know, in the world of wrestling. Absolutely. Although Cannon's I mean, been around did. the block more than a few times, so he's not he's not going to be intimidated by his resume, but I think the pressure's on. Well, you know what? That's another thing that I think is overlooked with John Cannon because of his of his style and his uniqueness. A lot of people forget that he is also, you know, he, he's a veteran. He's been around a while, and he's been in there with some of the best the world has to offer. So it's... <laughs> You know, although their 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 styles are not similar, their career paths, you know, kind of kind of meet up at some point. Well, they're going to meet up on April first for sure, and uh, John Cannon, the champ, will be on next week, the week before homecoming, literally the night before homecoming. So we'll have a chance to see what's going on in that sick, twisted mind of his as we get into. Liberty All-Star Wrestling Homecoming, our big main event championship match. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to sit there. Uh, front row seat, maybe, if they'll let me. They usually don't let me in the front row. I tend to cause distractions. Um, I think front row sold out. Well, how about that? Front row sold out. That doesn't mean you can't I can get, get your you, tickets, though, folks. I can get you a bleacher seat at a relatively discounted price. Thank you. I wouldn't buy anything off you, you huckster. Twelve dollars. All seats. Twelve dollars. There you go. See, huckster. Getting back to the card itself. I guess since uh, Blowhard's calling in later, we'll we'll wait on that one. But we had a special challenge last week that has been accepted and is official. Sal the Pug is taking on the returning Greg Spitz. You are literally seeing the a new fresh-faced newcomer against one of LAW's grizzled veterans, for sure. Well, I, I hope Sal the Pug, you know, excuse the pun, didn't bite off more than he can chew. Because there's mean, but then there's just downright evil. And one Mr. Greg Spitz is not called wrestling's evil genius for nothing. I mean, we established, and he's got a goal. Uh, He plans on uh, taking out these newcomers. He wants to shatter some career expectations and dreams, and he wants to start with Sal the Pug. Uh, And like you said, did he bite off more than he can chew? Sal jumped right on last week, called right back up, accepted that challenge. It went through. The contract is signed, sealed, and delivered, as far as I know. That match is taking place at Liberty All-Star Wrestling Homecoming. And, uh... A return to the ring. Did Greg Spitz, who's had a really long layoff, is he out of his element? The Sal the Pug's been active. <laughs> well, there you go. But then again, is someone like Greg Spitz really ever not active? I'm sorry? He's evil. Well, evil never rests. Yes. Well, I mean, he's been out of the ring for many, many years. He's going to have some ring rust. We established this. He established this last week. I don't think I'm being out of context to say that he hasn't been (laughs) in the ring. Oh, no, no, I agree with you 100%. I'm just saying, can you trust a man like that? 
you know, this may all be a ruse. He may have been in training for the last two years just waiting for his opportunity to reappear. Well, it's it's a, a possibility uh, for sure. Possibility for sure. Also coming, the Liberty All-Star Wrestling Homecoming, the debut of Munoz de Hernandez, a new member of Elite International. Uh, no idea how he's going to fit into their overall scheme of things. Maybe... Uh, you know, fish and chips will give us a a little bit on him. Team Alpha Fit's going to be in action. Super muscular tag team who has been dropping hints that they've got a surprise. Any idea on what that's going to be? No, but that you know, they are two wily veterans, and if they got something up their sleeve, uh, you can bet it's going to be uh, something we need to watch out for. Well, for sure, they're looking to get into the tag team title picture, and they're going to be in tag team action. We already established Mr. Jester is going to be there. And now, He's now also going to be... The, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. I was just no, saying I, that I, this guy is, is definitely the wild card that everyone should be watching out for and just just kind of being leery of because you don't know... What's what's going to happen with him, especially teaming up with John Cannon? Yeah, for sure. And we know he's going to be in action as well as probably being in the corner of John Cannon. And he is a scary, scary monster. Wait till you see this guy live in Briarcliff. Definitely. He's uh wow. <laughs> he, he He's a big one. He's a big one for sure. <laughs> and so, then the other match. <laughs> for the Liberty All-Star Wrestling Tag Team Championship. The defending champions, Elite International. Whoever that may be, defending their championship against myself, the Maverick, and my tag team partner, Norm the Barfly, TV Gen, Elite International for the Liberty All-Star Wrestling Tag Team Championship. I have been week after week talking about this match, uh, and now powers that be at Liberty All-Star Wrestling have asked me to give this man his time and we shall give him his time so please give a happy smiley warm welcome to one of the lowest individuals ever to step foot on this planet Wyndham James Winthorpe III Gentlemen, 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 Wyndham James Winthorpe the third here to bring levity, enjoyability to your utterly boorish broadcast here. And let me tell you something there, Mr. Maverick, because I don't think it was made quite clear at the last show. Elite International 
is not going to defend the Liberty All-Star Wrestling Tag Team Championship at this show, 1st April. It's not going to happen. You see, at the last show, not only did we win, not only did we win the coveted straps, but then we had to participate in a second match afterwards, in which, I might add, in which we were, a victory was stolen from us. So this, this week, Elite International will be at the Liberty All-Star Wrestling Show, but we will not be defending the Tag Team Championship. I just want to make that very clear. And, and how do you think you're going to pull that off? Because it's already been decided that this match is happening because in that match and the fact that, you know, we put you down one, two, three in, in the following six, man. It's very simple. You see, Liberty All-Star Wrestling's administration is not above the law. And I have a barrister who will be present behind the scenes at the Liberty All-Star Wrestling Show, who will be defending our legal case, by the way, making sure we don't have to defend. But there's a secondary point I want to make clear, because I don't, I don't think he has the opportunity to call in, nor would he have anything to say to you. Uh, you're lucky that I'm calling in here. But you're going to see the debut of the man, the monster, the Madrid machine, Monio de Hernandez. And let me tell you something. If you think... If you think that Elite International has taken the Liberty All-Star Wrestling Tag Team Championship uh, division by storm, wait till you see what Manuel Ste Hernandez does. He is going to put fear in the Liberty All-Star Wrestling locker room. And that's what Elite International is all about. You may not respect us, but you will fear us. I don't either of those things. And, and now that you've brought Mr. Hernandez up, how many people do you plan on bringing to Briarcliff to try to, to keep your titles? Because it seems like listen, every day listen, 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 listen. You see, the, the great irony here is how do you Americans listen to your own president, Donald J. Trump? You might not be in this uh, dilemma right now. You see, originally, Manuel Stey Hernandez was actually potentially going to be kept out. It was, it was a number of, of uh, uh, what just happened to be Islamic-majority countries and then Spain just to keep Monios de Hernandez out. And, and a great piece of irony, and a great piece of irony, your, 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 your judges, your, your very judges have made it very easy for Monios de Hernandez to come and be at this show and as well as other members of Elite International who otherwise, who otherwise your legal system may have kept out. But they will be there, and they will be there in force. And, you know, it's not only victory through strength. It's victory through numbers. And one thing Wyndham James Winthrop III knows as Prime Minister of not only Elite International and Pro Wrestling is you've got to win by being cunning. And part of being cunning is having the numbers. Wow, he said a mouthful. He always says a mouthful. You just usually can't back it up. Well, let me, let me be very clear, and I'll take my answer here off the air. On 1st April, April Fool's Day, uh, uh, how apropos it's going to be, because we are going to make fools of all of you little American horse sniffers. We're going to make fools of you in your own ring, in your own country, in front of your own legal system. Not only will we choose not to defend the Liberty All-Star Wrestling Tag Team Championship, but when your roster, and heed my warning... When your roster feels the unmitigated wrath 
of not only Elite International, but our Madrid machine, our monster, Manuel Stey Hernandez. Prime Minister, out. Well, the only good thing about that call is that he kept it brief. Oh, he didn't see champions. Well, he's claimed he's not defending his champions chip. Well, you know, every time it comes to these guys, they're always trying something. They've always got something else up their sleeve. And I don't know if he purposely came on here to try to rattle my cage or if they're really trying to, to cook something up, but he's not getting out of this match. He has been ducking and dodging and weaving and, you know, it's getting to the point now where he's just going to have to put up no more sneak attacks, no more numbers games. They're going to have to put that championship on the line. And, you know, he's going to have to be a man for once. Well, like I said, my friend, I, I'd be very leery because I I just think he's he's definitely got something up his sleeves uh, with Munoz de Hernandez as well as Big Ben and whoever else he could have lurking in the background. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not taking it lightly. Uh, I thought I had him beat and out of the picture at our <laughs> at the Liberty Brawl, and he snuck attacked me and kept me out of the championship match. I thought we had him figured out for the Law Bowl, and they brought in a new member, and they did some shifting, and they got away with it at least momentarily, because when the odds were even, it was a very different story. Now they're bringing in this uh, alleged monster. Uh, they have, they're, they're being coy as to who's defending the championships. Now they're claiming they're not defending the championships. You know, these guys are always up to something, but come April the 1st, they're going to have to put their money where their mouth is. And any yeah, other cliche he, I can think of. <laughs> well, he he's definitely up to something. Like, you know, he, he's talking about his bar and his stuff and everything else. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to put a petition in to get out of this or make it a non-title match in some way. Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. They're up to no good as usual, and it's just up to me and Normie. To keep things on the up and up there. Well, hopefully you 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 too can overcome and get rid of the evil that is Elite International. We just want what's rightfully ours. Those championships should have been ours. And that's two times they have finagled us out of the title picture. That's two championships they've robbed from us. And they're just going to have to pay the piper, using another old cliche, because that's the kind of mood I'm apparently in tonight. Come April 1st at homecoming. Well, and that is... uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, it's going to be... To go along with your cliches, it's going to be a barn burner. 
Katie, bar the door. So, again, folks, if you're interested in coming on out, and we really, really hope you are, especially if you're listening to the show, Liberty All-Star Wrestling presents LAW Homecoming, Saturday, April the 1st, with a 6.30 bell time at the Briarcliff Fire Company, number 75, 767 Beach Avenue, Glen Olden, PA. All tickets, just $12. Proceeds benefit the Briarcliff Fire Company, number 75. If you're interested in tickets, go to LibertyAllStarWrestling.com or the Briarcliff Fire Company 75 itself. And we'd like to thank our sponsors, Dino Style Pizza, the Mike Mahalan team, Big Daddy's Barbecue, and the Comic Universe for supporting our event and supporting the Briarcliff Fire Company. When we come back from our commercials, it's time to talk. Announcers, speaking of old cliches, we'll be back in three minutes and 17 seconds. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. 
Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. And welcome back to Liberty All-Star Wrestling's LAW Retro Wrestling Radio number 12 here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Network. And it's the retro wrestling portion of our program. And this week we're going to be talking about wrestling's greatest announcers. Uh, announcers are, are often one of the most important uh, parts of a television broadcast. Um, in many cases, they can make or break a, a storyline or an angle. Um, and I, I think, you know, there have been some really, really good ones over the years uh, that have really, really added to the program. There have been some that have just been awful and taken away from the program and many in between. So we're here to talk about some of the ones that stand out, I guess, for both reasons. Exactly. Got to take the good with the bad. And for many, many years, uh, wrestling's announcing paradigm hasn't shifted much. You usually have a a fairly straightforward play-by-play man, your commentator. As a, I beg your pardon? No, I'm sorry. Hello? That wasn't, that wasn't me. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, okay. Uh, and then your color commentator, as it was, that is supposed to be adding uh, insight or expertise to the program, but uh, at some point in history, the color commentator became uh, your heel uh, voice, your voice of evil, as it were, in most cases, and that, uh, that's a pretty standard formula now, I think. There's always a bad guy point of view. And, and sometimes... If they know what they're doing, it could be really fun. But then sometimes they try and take over, and it, and it almost gets to be annoying. I could not agree more. Um, there's a situation going on now where I can't even give the program a chance because they're doing a, a heel announcer thing. And it is the most abrasive, obnoxious thing, and it takes away from every single storyline. It takes he, it, it's just one of the worst things I've ever seen, and not even in a, in a I hate him heel way. It's a this is so obnoxious. It's not worth watching the product way, and I changed the channel. And I'm I talking about Josh Matthews. Talking about. I'm talking about I, Josh Matthews and TNA. And I'll be honest. I, I will agree with you 100% on this because you're trying to restart and rebrand your product, and that's what you're having people focus on? Yeah. I mean, it, it, he, the, the, he screams and yells over matches that have mm-hmm. and has nothing to do with the match itself. It, he's abrasive, and I find myself I, – I tuned in because of the new era, the new ownership. I wanted to see what they were doing, and I found myself turning the TV off two weeks in a row because it was so abrasive and so obnoxious and didn't wasn't entertaining in a way at all. And, and I'll be honest with you. On the other side of that spectrum, Borash is just as bad by being a, an obnoxious know-it-all 
he's not even likable. It's right. like neither of them are likable, and it's hard because uh, Angelo De Niro, who who's the middle guy, he seems to be getting lost in the shuffle of this, and he is actually a halfway decent announcer. He's an entertaining colored man. Uh, he 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 brings exactly what he should to the product. He brings levity. He he brings some insight. Um, he's very funny. Uh, he he's a really good color commentator. And he worked with Tanay. And and uh, when he was doing it, it, it seemed, or not Tanay. <laughs> Tanay's been gone forever, hasn't he? When he worked yeah. with uh, Matthews, and they were straight up calling matches, it, it wasn't as bad. But the the heel turn they're doing with him has been abrasive and obnoxious, and it's, I, I think it's going to cost them in the long run if they keep going with it. I, I agree with you. It's it's just very, very obnoxious. Yeah. And and then you hit the the ones who have become just legendary in the field, the, the ones who you know, are absolutely, when you think of the greatest moments in wrestling history, their voice rings true in your head. Your Lance Russells, your Gorilla Monsoons, your Jim Rosses. Your Bobby Heenans, your Gordon Solis, your Mean Gene Okerlunds. Um, you know, a lot of these guys could take... Um, announcers that may have not been at the top of their game and elevate them. Oh, Jerry Lawler is another good one we, we didn't mention. Um, yeah. And, and and they can make a, you know, um, you mentioned Jim Ross. I have seen Jim Ross call everything from Mid-South to WCW to WWF to New Japan to Japanese pay-per-views, Mexican pay-per-views. And never once did he lose you. Uh, Jim Ross is is absolutely phenomenal, but I, I do have to to say in one aspect, I've watched his New Japan stuff, and I don't think he's effective there. I guess I, I, I guess. I'm going to disagree with you, but agree with you. Uh, he's not as effective as he ha- has he's been over the years. But I think what draws me to him on that is is that comfort level. Okay, but when I when I tune in and watch, what I what I see is, is he doesn't know the product as as well as he knows American wrestling. He has trouble. Uh, one of Jim Ross's strongest thing is his emotion and his passion, and and it's a very different style of wrestling in Japan, and and it's tough. Fire! Oh by God, that just happened. Emotion behind it. He he sounds forced whenever he tries to do it to me because of the the action is so different. Now now could it be because you know we are dealing with a lot older Jim Ross? I mean, maybe if this was a younger Jim Ross, there'd be a different. Be I don't think out so because no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think. I think it's the product. I think he is 
a, a Southern style announcer. He did well in the WWE era um, because it was still wrestling, but I think the product is so different. And I don't think his heart's in it. I, I, he just doesn't have it. I don't think it aged because he was still doing a fantastic job when he was calling things when they removed him. I, I just I don't think it's the right product for him. Okay. Well, I definitely, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I agree with you to a point. And, uh, you know, um, and while we're on the subject of Jim Ross, we, we, we do have to, uh, I guess, touch base that he did have a, a tragedy this week and his uh, wife passing away unexpectedly. So, uh, you know, us we here at Liberty All-Star Wrestling want to send our thoughts and prayers out to good old JR because he is a wrestling icon and uh, from everything I've heard of his wife was a wonderful person. Yeah, it's definitely uh mirror those sentiments. Our prayers to the Ross family. Very tragic situation and uh, – and just hope for uh, that Jim will be okay coming through this. And you know, I mean, I guess he'll never be okay, but it's just an unfortunate situation. Now, I have to ask you: Who brings you back? Who do you have the fondest memories of? That every time you hear that voice, it brings you back to a better time for in wrestling for you, my friend. Uh, for me, that's easy. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon. Awesome. Gorilla Monsoon. I was a Northeast kid. WWF was my Saturday. Um, even though I watched a lot of wrestling, I watched a lot of NWA, uh, the different programs over the thing. Just something about Gorilla Monsoon, and especially when he worked with Bobby Heenan, that uh, they were pretty much the commentary team uh, that – for me, always, always. And then there's been some other phenomenal ones. I'm not knocking them. But for me, my commentary team is, is Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. So I kind of have to say those two together because Gino Gorilla worked with a lot of people. And I'll tell you, you know who – and my favorite Gorilla combination was – I guess you would say not even one that probably a lot of people would know unless you were on our coast. But it's when he used to do the Spectrum broadcasts. The Ron Trongard. No, it was um, it wasn't Rod Tron. Give me a second, and I'll because uh, I know there was three of them. It was him, Cal Rudman, Killer Cal, and Killer Cal, who 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 probably was one of the best play-by-play men. <laughs> Not booked to a wrestling show. Some of his interviews were great. But I used to love um, listening to to Gorilla on the Spectrum broadcast. Did you find your name? I am looking that up as we speak, and for for some reason I. It, it was it was another one of them things where you, I kept going back to Cal Rudman, and I know Cal Rudman wasn't the the the, the man beside him. And the guy had a very distinct voice, it was very deep, very um, very fun. All right, 
Well, while you're uh, scouring the internet, I, I do have to bring up the importance of the color commentator. Um, the play-by-play guy, of course, at the table, but I think the color commentators in some cases stand out, and and I think some of them were far better than others. And uh, I mentioned Bobby Heenan, but when you're talking about great, great color men, I think Jesse the Body Ventura stands out. Um, in my mind, I think, especially when he was paired with Vince McMahon, um, because he would say things that he wasn't supposed to on the air sitting next to his boss, and I always found that humorous. See, and I was never a big fan of Jesse. No? No, I always thought that Jesse was trying too hard to to be the attraction instead of adding to it. It was almost like I felt that he couldn't step out of that spotlight. Well, no, he certainly uh, had a hard time with that, especially in the early years. Uh, He spent a lot of time working himself into situations and angles for sure. Uh, Bobby Heenan definitely trumped him in every regard. But uh, I think as far as it used to crack me up that he would sit there and kind of expose the business to about hitting around that McMahon was the owner and stuff, things that weren't talked about on camera at the time used to crack me up. Yeah, and that's yeah. what my comment he, was. Uh, now he was very good with uh, Gorilla. I he was. Him and Gorilla, were, I thought they played off each other well. Uh, he, he was. Um, um, now that era, I, I will tell you. You know who I thought was the absolute worst in that era, though. Jimmy Who's Hart. That? Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart was tough. He was always tough to listen to on the announcing. I never really enjoyed his work. As far as color commentary goes, I thought he was a great manager because he was so annoying. But uh, as far as color commentary, no, I think he was too just harsh to even uh, be on the microphone. And that's the thing. Uh, they used A lot of guys were really bad for different reasons. And, and I know it's sacrilege to say, but I thought guys like Pat Patterson and Bruno San Martino were not good color commentators because the same thing. <laughs> for the life of me, I couldn't understand half of what they said. Well, they were, they were professionals. And they just couldn't give you that entertainment value that I, that I think you look for sometimes with the announcers. Right. Right. Wow. They wow. obviously were like bringing said, an expertise to it, but their, their thick accent also took a lot away from it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, like when, when it was Bruno and Vince, that, that was painful. That was a really bad, bad thing. Because uh, it's it's almost like Vince needed that someone to play, and that's where Jesse, when Jesse took over with Vince, that's where Vince started to shine a little. Yeah, I don't think Vince was bad, uh, but I mean he was serviceable. He he reminded me. Uh, I know he got a bum rap for it for years and years and years. He wasn't great, and he was kind of. Uh, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. I don't want to say verbose, but 
Well, I'm going to tell you something that, and this is where people didn't realize on how much talent Vince had. Vince used to do the early, early broadcast just by himself. Right. Now imagine that, if you will, having to call the entire match just you out there. And he used to do a pretty decent I, I, job of it. I, I've heard a lot of those, and he also contributed a lot of voiceover uh, dubs of earlier matches that didn't have a commentary for whatever reason. He he got mm-hmm. in those. He did a better job of that than Gorilla did whenever he was called on doing it. There were a couple of things I would watch where Gorilla – and he would uh, – Gorilla needed – interaction, I think, more than Vince did. Um, and Vince knew his stuff, uh, but I think, you know, um, I, I don't think he got the credit he deserved as far as being an, an announcer. I finally found it. Oh, good Thank Lord. Thank you, Internet, for saying <laughs> Dick Graham. Dick Graham, there you go. Not that anyone. He finally looked up the name of his favorite announcer. (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. I just said that him and I thought him and Gorilla worked very well together. Right. And I I just thought that um, they put he uh, just because it was a you know it was a local broadcast, but it seemed to play play well. Sure, it was something they did quite regularly. They did for a lot of years. It was because uh, they taped the, the Spectrum Wrestling and put it right on Prism. Ah, oh, Prism, how I miss thee. That was one of the uh, best. It, it was so fun because like it used to air live um, the night of the shows. And then they went to the next day. And even if you went to the show, you still ran home the next day to watch it. I always did. I always did. Just to, just to see what I missed and, and often to see if I made the camera. <laughs> yeah. My super daddy, so now, I mean, we never got that close. Oh, there you go. So we um, covered up north extensively. Let's go down south. Because there is a guy who, to this day, is mimicked in wrestling broadcasts for his high vertical souffle. And, uh, he had a very distinct type of voice and the uh, way he called the action, but what about Mr. Gordon Soley? Yeah, now, now you're hitting on uh, my great memory. Um, him calling Georgia was some of the best Memories I remember some of the calls. He wasn't overly excitable. I mean, he kind no, of had not that at all. monotone where he kept the same tone. Rick Flair's high vertical souffle. He's got the tights. <laughs> he didn't, but there was just something earnest about him. Yeah, and, I mean, he knew his stuff, he enjoyed his job. I, I still think, and he was he was a great interviewer. You know, he was not only a great commentator, but he was also, you know, he did the interviews. Yeah, which a lot of the Southern style and, and smaller promotions, I mean, I imagine the WWF did it uh, early, early days before they got as big as they were. But um, 
you know, had to be able to do a good interview as well. And you think about, you know, uh, Gordon was great at it. Um, uh, Lance Russell was another one who was able to to go back and forth. Um, so much so that <laughs> if by earnest you mean drunk, then that was solely. Uh, was a comment I just received. <laughs> it took me right out of the game, but it was right dead on perfect. And don't worry, I am getting around the Krispy Kreme's. Um, but yeah, the the all-purpose uh, kind of announcer down south uh, was was kind of a staple to the point where you know South Paul Regional Wrestling, Jim Ross or uh, John Cena did the absolute positive best. Way. Lance Russell imitation I've ever seen. <laughs> With without doing Lance Russell. Uh, now you know who one of my favorites was, speaking of the Southern? Bill Mercer. Who was the voice of World Class Championship Wrestling. Okay. This is Bill him. Mercer. Well, yeah, I, I didn't get to see a lot of that as it happened. I saw it later. Um, yeah, he was uh, the Texas guy. Yeah, I, I definitely thought he was great. Uh, he he did add a lot to it. And he was he was another one that um, he he was animated about the product. He really enjoyed it, and definitely a lot of good memories of him also. Yeah, not as many memories, like I said, of watches a lot of his work uh, when I got older and was catching up. Um, let's talk about a controversial announcer. Um, one whose uh, reputation is is that of uh, poop in the wrestling business now. One Mr. Tony Schiavone, who uh, yeah. ever since the Attitude Era has been the the villain in all of this. Like he was the one responsible for all of the evil that was said. Um, because uh, obviously the McFoley spot, they they talk about it every time they talk about the Attitude Era. And uh, mm-hmm. he gets killed for it all the time. But I'll be honest, I liked Tony Schiavone. I thought Tony Schiavone was a great announcer. I, I thought he he brought excitement to the matches. Um, he was the only thing that made David Crockett listenable. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, he he did his job. You know, the, the the knock on him was is that he wasn't a wrestling fan. Right. But you didn't know he wasn't a wrestling fan. You couldn't tell he wasn't a wrestling fan. And I, and that's kind of where my beef is. It's like all these people, you know, they want to say, oh, well, he wasn't this. Yeah, but you know what? You would have never known. He did his job. And, and, and you know, let, let's let's talk about the bottom line. Isn't that what it's about, doing your job? I mean, yeah, absolutely. He he called a good match. He did he did his job. He did especially what he was told, and uh, he's been crucified for it. But you know, there's a there's a professionalism, and, and so many of these announcers coming up, uh, they joke about it again of 
referencing back. You know, some of these guys just happened into the job because they worked for the station, um, and and got you come in on Saturday and call this wrestling match. So, you know, I think for a guy who hung in the business as long as he did, from regional to national, and you know, I think he did a good job. I mean, I, I can't comment on that mustache of his that he had for a while because that was a frightening thing. But I think overall, as far as you know, commentators go, I think he gets a, a bum rap. I think he was a lot better than because there was a lot of really awful <laughs> announcers over the years that we don't talk about at all. But, Steve Mongo McMichaels, you know, uh, right? Todd Pettingill. Um, and what was the Sean one and Ian in W? <laughs> there was one in WWE. It was so bad they actually turned it into an angle. Mike Adamley. That that was it. He he came in from uh, American Gladiators, and it was a big deal. Uh, well, you're 20 years after American Gladiators, and uh, he was so bad at, an, at at talking and cutting promos and announcing that they made him the general manager, which I thought was just Vince is a really twisted dude at times. Now, I'm going to tell you about one that literally ruined one of my favorite wrestling events of all time by putting him on commentary. Right, right. You mentioned that at the top of the hour, so let's get to it now. Your beef here. One of my favorite events in my lifetime was the showdown at Shea. Uh, it was, the main event was uh, Bruno versus Abisco, which is one of my all-time favorites. Andre Hogan, Backlund, and Morales versus the Wild Samoans. Well, for years, I just prayed that it would be put on TV, on the WWE. And, and you know, they, they drugged their feet, drugged their feet. Then finally they said, it's here. We are airing the show down at Shea Stadium. I got so excited. I ran down the steps. I turned on. I turned it on. And there doing commentary was Mick Foley. Really? Absolutely. And it's still on the network. I have never seen... He was one of the two worst color commentators in the history of wrestling who just made me turn off shows. And the problem was is he was trying to make the entire... You're watching one of the greatest events in history of wrestling, and he tried to make it about him. He wasn't even around then. Now, I've never actually watched that re- redub. That's interesting because uh, Foley's not a great commentary. I will give you that. Uh, your your long-going war with Mick Foley, uh, notwithstanding, uh, he's an awful. Uh, he's awful in a lot of things if you think about it. But... <laughs> Um, well, this was his... this was painful because, like I said, he wouldn't let you watch, you know, what you were trying to watch. He was trying to make it all about him, and he's trying to put inside jokes, and he's trying to do this. Look, I'm actually surprised that the, the WWE didn't just nix it and put somebody else on there. I, I mean, I really wish this was one that they would have maybe given to Lawler and and Jim Ross. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it, it was just he he ruined it. He literally ruined it. 
And it was a shame, too, because, like I said, it is one of my favorite events in my lifetime, and I can't even watch it on the, on the network unless I turn off and do my own commentary. I don't even want to hear that. Yeah, so many announcers uh, over the years have, have made or break shows and made or break promotions, a big part of them. Uh, it's never just an afterthought. Um, when you're going for TV, you've got to have that guy, that voice, that host. And uh, there's one guy I think we should cover before we cut off. He, he wasn't always – he was a commentator, but he was more of an interviewer, and he very much uh, is synonymous when you're talking about uh, the early days of wrestling, and that's Gene Okerlund, WWF, WCW, AWA. He he done it all, and he's just that guy. Like you, Still, uh, when we were doing TV the other week, we were making mean Gene jokes. Is there a, a another – interviewer in the business that will ever be as close to perfection as Mean Gene Okerlund? <laughs> you know what? Even when he was drunk, he was on. Which I'm guessing was about 70% of the time in those uh, early days. Uh, you know, and, and there's plenty of them out there. I, I don't even know if I can narrow one down, but there will be so many times where you'll see Mean Gene just stop caring in the middle of an interview. Just uh, there have been a couple times watching older things where not even that he just stopped caring, but you could tell how liquored up he was. Like it was painfully obvious. They had him doing on the street interviews for something once, and it was such a, a garbage show that. He just kind of melted down in the middle of it, and it was hilarious. He actually called somebody a jabroni at one point. I thought it was hilarious. I remember that. And uh, didn't he didn't he curse a couple times too? Oh, absolutely, he did. Live um, on the air. There was the time. Yeah, live on the air. There was the time he got caught giving um, was it Vince the finger on TNT? I forget who it was, but he gave somebody – he got caught giving somebody the middle finger on TNT because they were ribbing him or something. Um, I think I may have uh, – you know, just so everyone knows, we do post a lot of our videos to LA, LAW Retro Wrestling Radio, and uh, – I came across the WCW interview that I'm about to post with him and the Natural Born Thrillers from WCW <laughs> in the middle of interview. I forget who the guy was, who was the leader of that group. Promising young man, but for some reason he never went anywhere. Right, like a Mark Jindrak type thing. Yeah, and in the middle of it, for no reason, um, <laughs> Gene just calls him a prick. <laughs> and that's why I started laughing so hard because I was trying to um, copy the the URL to put on the the Retro Wrestling website, and that's all I heard was you prick. That's awesome, yeah. Gene. You, you, if you get him out of character, it was always entertaining. Um, I remember uh, the the gobbledygooker his reaction to that, and he, he all but cursed Vince out on the air. 
for that one. That he did. That he did. Uh, good old Mean Gene. What a uh, again, one of one of the best, and you know, I'm so glad he's still with us. Absolutely, absolutely. Mean Gene, Gene Mean. Well, then we run the gamut of uh, announcers from all over. Uh, some great ones, some awful ones, but they're all part of pro wrestling history, and we bring them to you every week here on LAW Retro Wrestling Radio been a heck of a ride and, and I'd be remiss without with, uh, mentioning the voice of Liberty All-Star Wrestling himself Mr. Dan Peasy. How do you think he fits into the grand scheme of things? Well, he's having a heck of a week. <laughs> I, I think Mr. Peasy uh, maybe in the next big breakout announcer. Well, we uh, started taping some promo- promotions and uh, inter- interviews and Dan's got called on to to, to lead that uh, and be the host of those, and it's done a great job for us. A lot of fun. If you can check them out on the Liberty All Star Wrestling Facebook page and on Instagram, check it out. Check out the uh, Dino style pizza spot and the interviews he's been doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his his interview with Sal the Pug uh, came up online today, and currently at 937 views. Look at that. Pretty good. Pretty good. Getting some good numbers there for the voice of Liberty All-Star Wrestling. So, definitely carrying on a proud tradition of commentators and announcers everywhere. He's a very animated little fellow. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And if you want to see him do work his magic and use his golden tones, come on out. The Liberty All-Star Wrestling Homecoming, Saturday, April 1st, 6.30 bell time at the Briarcliff Fire Company, number 75, 767 Beach Avenue, Glen Olden, PA. Once again, all tickets are just $12 and will benefit the Briarcliff Fire Company, number 75. You can get tickets on sale at LibertyAllStarWrestling.com or at the Briarcliff Fire Company itself. We once again want to thank our sponsors, Dino Style Pizza, the Mike Mahalan team, Big Daddy's Barbecue, and Comic Universe. And tune in next week to Liberty All-Star Wrestling Retro Radio as we talk to the champ, John the Creature Cannon. It's going to be an interesting one. That's right, and it's only one week away, so that'll be the big night before show. They're usually... uh, Some of our best shows, and there's always some surprises and... Some controversy. As is usually the case before the week before the big show. So tune in and check it out. In the meantime, we have lots of other things you can listen to here on the Totally Driven Radio Network. Tune in all week long as we have covered the world of entertainment. The flagship show, Thursday nights at 8, Totally Driven Radio, the Mojo Sports Show. Uh, Pro Wrestling Now with Mike Ferrara. And so many more. Uh, If you're tuning in this Sunday morning, unfortunately, you're going to miss me. No Mavericks comic roundup this week on the air. I will be out taking care of some family business, but we'll be back in two weeks with a really big show coming up and some cool news and surprises. So that about covers all of that, paying the bills. 
Make sure to get your tickets for Homecoming. They are selling. Come check out a night of family-friendly pro wrestling like you have never seen before. And, and don't final forget. Final words of – there you go. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, don't forget. You can follow Liberty you All-Star Wrestling. All right. You can also follow Liberty All-Star Wrestling, as you know, on Facebook. And we are also on Instagram at LAW Pro Wrestling. And on Twitter, we tweeted this week. So. Hello? Yes. You there? Hello? Okay. I my now my headphone went dead for a second. I thought you jumped off the air. <laughs> Hopefully no, the I world was just telling you. everyone that, Yeah, I was just telling everyone that we were on Instagram and Twitter and uh, you can follow us on both. And uh we you're going to be seeing a lot of exclusives to both coming very soon. As Liberty All-Star Wrestling continues to grow and expand its reach. We're on the radio, we're on the internet, and we'll be live. So next week, John Tannen and whoever else we can get to call in for the big show leading into homecoming. For Super Cody, I am the Maverick, and until we meet again, happy trails. <laughs>